This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Well protected going to the end zone. Schultz at the goal line, and he's in for the touchdown. Man, and, and it felt like you could breathe. Fist pump whenever you want, Bobby Bell. Damn right. Bobby, waiting for the Adderall to kick in on the fan cam, Twitch, and YouTube. Sean Shreve, RJ Choppy. We got Peyton and Ryan in the back, and we got you celebrating. What time did everyone go to bed last night, by the way, on the truckwreck.com text line? Not you, Bobby. 877-881-105-330 in the morning. Brad Sham said, whenever you want, whenever you want. I said, you... You want to you want to come on a seven twenty? I said I'll give you nine twenty. He's like whenever. I said go sleep, go sleep for a little bit. Nine twenty, and what is Jerry going to sound like at eight thirty this morning as he looked giddy afterwards? This is star up, star down. Who did you speak with, or what was it like in the locker room afterwards? Was it was it crazy as Mike McCarthy was wearing? The Trayvon Diggs chain. <laughs> we we didn't get yeah we they were they weren't wearing the chain and and dancing like McCarthy I wasn't even was. aware of a chain. Are we gonna is that gonna be like a new uh, Cowboy social media fan thing? Are we gonna see them all trying to recreate McCarthy's dance on social media this oh, week? Okay, I think that's we what can we need. do that in here. Uh, that's the first time I've uh, yeah that's the first time I've ever seen the chain. I wa- I saw Trayvon Diggs walking into the locker with it and I was like oh, okay are we the University of Miami now? So and that then- must not be the tackle chain. No, I don't know what. I, yeah, okay. it's not that because he wouldn't be wearing it. That's for sure. <laughs> and I, I, I'm, tra- I, I'm, I'm come tra- on, chop. I'm Trayvon Diggs' biggest the er- defender. Get the early snark. But as someone tweeted, and we'll get to it in Star Up, Star Down. We ain't paying him to tackle. We do have to talk about Mike Evans. But let's go Star Up, Star Down with y'all at eight seven seven eight eight one one zero five three. Early on, as you said, RJ, it was zero for three. Oh, yeah. my gosh, the carryover taking place from the Commanders game, and then the Cowboys settle down as Dak Prescott uh, finds Dalton Schultz, who had a humongous game, and I just felt like we could breathe a little bit after that. Even though Maher missed the extra point. Which one? <laughs> the one to make it 7 nothing when it was 6 nothing. But Michael Gallup came up big on that drive. Yesterday, you said, where's Gallup? Going to be. Is Gallup going to be there? And Michael Gallup, he comes up with big catches. He's not going to have an, uh, 11. He's not going to have nine catches. He's going to have four for 63. He's going to have those huge plays. He was big on that drive. And Dalton Schultz ends up in the end zone to finally put the Cowboys up. Yeah, and Schultz had a really nice day. I mean, I mean, just about everybody on offense, for the most part, for the most part, on, on offense had a really good, uh, really good evening. Uh, and it starts with the quarterback. Nobody on that team can have a good day. On offense, without the quarterback being being what he was, uh, he was as good as it gets. And for Schultz to have that kind of game, uh, and for him to come up with those kind of plays, and he made big plays, and he had a ton of catches on the night. 
Uh, he had a ton of catches. And and the thing is, the thing I loved about this, this was one of those games where receivers get like six, seven targets in one catch. I mean, everyone who got targets was getting seven of eight, four of five, three of four. I mean, they were on target throws. And like you mentioned, like you know, he started off 0 of three. And all three hit the receivers somewhere in the hands. Now, it doesn't mean they were easy catches, mm. but they were in his hands. Uh, and, and he, and he could have had even a better night. Dalton Schultz didn't want to talk afterwards. I saw Newey Scruggs tweet. No, he didn't, uh, which was a little interesting. Um, we can get Mrs. Schultz on. She's a Tolo. She, she, she is a Tolo. I, it's... I don't know what I, I don't know what that was. I, I guess he's he he must be frustrated with uh, the way we were talking about the team after Washington or something. I, it's all speculative. I don't know, but he yeah he turned out and several people who wanted to talk to him after the game just shutting it down. Schultz then scores a second one, becoming the first tight end in team history with multiple receiving touchdowns in a postseason game. Uh, he had a catch on a gorgeous throw from Dak that Schultz kind of bobbled a little bit on the sideline, so that early combination, Dak to Dalton, which, remember, we thought of as, that was Dak's safety net for the last two years. Yeah. That was his safety net, and he came up big last night. Yeah, Schultz was tremendous last night. The The connection that the two of them had, Dak and, and Dalton, it, it's so obvious. Like, if, you, if you're somebody who is – just a weirdo like me and, you know, who feels like going back and watching like the Cincinnati game or something from earlier this year. Just watch how little chemistry there is between Cooper Rush and Dalton Schultz. Like it's it's non-existent. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as Dak gets back in the lineup, it's clicking. You can see why he trusts Dalton Schultz so much. There, There's just a reliability there. And, man, he really found his comfort on that drive because it was not just 0 for 3. It was 0 for 3, and then the fourth drop back, nobody was open, and he got sacked to end a drive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the fourth throw damn near sailed out of bounds except for Michael Gallup jumping up and catching yeah. it. And it felt like these first five drop backs are, are going really bad. Yeah, and Gallup didn't even high point that. I mean, he cut that on the way down. It was like, oh, everything was off it on was, that it one. Was, the throw it was, was bad. He missed time to jump. It was very awkward. Now, have you guys? They had six plays to start, one yard gained. Six plays, one <laughs> yard gained. It was a Tony Pollard run. Have you guys uh, checked the the QBR numbers for no, Dak? But I'm getting. Re- I have I it for have, Dak, yeah. but I'm getting ready to write down all the QBRs for the for the wild card weekend and send them to a certain somebody. So, so you you I'm have seen, you down. have seen yeah. Dak's number ninety six point five. All right, put that in context. It means you will win ninety six point five percent of the games that you play with that game. That was that was that was I mean that was that was incredible. I had to look up the highest single game QBR of all time. Do you know who it was? Tony Romo. No. Oh. Charlie Batch. No. Yeah, ninety nine point nine. Oh, yeah, but didn't he like he he attempted like fourteen passes or he something? He threw for like one hundred and eighty six yards, but he it ran was a weird some. Game. A very weird game. Yeah. Yeah, you because know, QBR also takes into account like time of game and when the throws are. So, like, they'll wait fourth quarter throws in a close game a little bit higher. And for the first... What a, what a day. And for the first time in eight games, clean football. No turnovers. Dak, is there a little sense of relief to finally get that stat off your back? I've had confidence all along. Uh, and some of them, you have been aggression. Uh, last week was just a credit to the defense, as I told you. I got jumped it. Um, but... Yeah, I mean, sure. Um, I'm sure it makes other people feel better. Uh, yeah, it's it's good. 
it's good to, to finish the game with without one. Um, but I had no doubt that uh, that we we're going to have a game like this, and um, that, that we could be clean with the ball, and I could be clean with the ball, obviously. Dak's a politician, and so he can sit there and say, "Sure, I'm sure, I'm sure it makes other people feel better." It may. He was. Trust me, that was a relief to him. Was or not necessarily the, relief. The game or no turnovers. The the fact that he didn't turn the ball over. I I think it was just it was a nice it, it was a confidence boost because we're talking about two starts he's had this year where he didn't throw an interception. Well, th- there wasn't even really any any kind of plays that were even close. Right. You know, it was like the the receivers were open for one, but and the line the line was giving him all kinds of time and and like you know. There was not even a play that was remotely close to getting, that I could think of that was even remotely close to getting picked off. So, I know you were watching Choppy along with me, all the Dak breakdowns in the pregame coverage. I, I, I can't stand pregame coverage anymore. It's I agree. just a bunch of fluff pieces where Amazon does not show our faces when they come in studio. But <laughs> Unless we're doing the pregame. Yeah, then, right. <laughs> yeah then, then I'll listen to it, but if we're not. But I thought there were some really good breakdowns. Like, Steve Young was breaking out his tape. Eli, you had Peyton on the Tom Brady side. Orlovsky. Orlovsky. And everyone's just talking about rhythm, right? When Dak Prescott drops back and it's bam, 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 gone. One, two, three, out. Like, you can see his rhythm in the games when he's on. And that's what he looked like in the opener last year against Tampa. When he hesitates, when there's a, when there's a, when, when there's a, a hitch, when there's a, a, a pump, when there's a delay... It feels like it's going to be an off night. And last night, just one, two, three, out. One, I mean, you could see it in his body language. You know, I know it gets dangerous reading body language like that, but he was in total. Every time he dropped back when he got in rhythm, you felt like it was going to be a big gain, and it was. Derek Klassen, who does a lot of uh, quarterback study and quarterback work for Football Outsiders, New York Times, Bleacher Report, stuff like that, uh, he had a tweet last night that I thought nailed it which is we, of course, get frustrated with some of the inconsistencies at times when Dak plays. But as, as Derek wrote last night, he said, not many quarterbacks play a prettier game when they're in the zone than Dak Prescott. The ball just magnetizes to the right player in the right spot over and over. And that's the thing. When it's clicking for Dak, he, you genuinely look at it and go, he can match up against any other quarterback in the NFL. The, the problem, obviously, is just, you know, you, you, you don't gotta, know sometimes yeah, what it's going to look like. No, you don't know. I mean, and, and there are guys that have stronger arms. Uh, or faster, uh, or have better footwork. Uh, but yeah, when he when he's on time, and really when, when when just about any quarterback in the league is on time with everything, I mean they're they look good. And the, and the difference between starters and backups is the starters can do it every day, and the backups can do it every month. This this is by far. It's not just like that's the best game of he's ever played of his career. Like this is to this. Do point you of think his it's his best game? Um. Close. He played really well against the Giants opening night a couple years ago where he had a perfect passer rate and he was just dropping it in the bucket. This Eagle the, the Eagles game was special. It was it was great. What this is though is this is his signature game. Yes. Like if you look at over his entire seven year career, when when Nick Wright last week is laughing, going, What's DeMar DeRozan's legacy? That's the same question. Okay, like these are like legacy building type of games. Yes. You go into Tampa with your organization that hasn't won a road playoff game in thirty years. You dominate the football field. And you maybe end Tom Brady. Exactly. Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Uh, 877-881-1053, truckwreck.com, text line. Prescott joins Aikman and Roger, only Cowboy quarterbacks with four touchdown passes in a playoff game. Troy did it against the Bills in Super Bowl twenty seven. Roger did it in the 75 
championship game. Dak is the second player with 300 passing yards, four touchdown passes, and zero interceptions, along with a rushing touchdown in a playoff game. He's the second one in postseason history. Matt Ryan was the other one to do it. And what I also loved last night was his legs. Oh, yeah. I love Dak's legs. Yeah. Do you? Yes. Yeah. Um, we've, we've been trying to figure this out since his injury. Does Jerry not want him to run? McCarthy last week said, I've never told him not to run. And Dak's willingness to run, his instinct for it, and Kellen Moore setting him up for success with that, it, it felt perfect. There's nothing that rips your heart out more when – The quarterback has all his receivers covered. You got him. Here it is, third and six. They're going to punt it back to you. And the Jalen Hurts or the Kyler Murray or the Russell Wilson back in the day rips your heart out by just Josh Allen, by breaking the pocket and going to run for that first down. And it feels like that is finally back for Dak Prescott. And last night, I just felt like every single running situation for him was absolutely perfect with his decision-making and the instincts. He only ended up with seven for 24 yards. You don't have to have a lot of yards. It's the moment. It is the elusiveness. When he faded left for the touchdown pass, was that to Lamb? That was to Schultz. Schultz. The one where he was going to the sideline, looked like he was going to run, came back to the side. That was the best play he had of the night. They ran a QB option with him. In the red zone. Yeah, I mean that's and that, that's a that's a play. That's a classic play. You'll you'll see that run uh, every every so often. I, I honestly didn't know if it, this facet of his game would ever come back. I I didn't know whether he would want to do it. I didn't know whether they would want him to do it. I didn't know if he would have the physical ability as he looked like he was lumbering over the past year and a half. Yeah. I you know I kept calling him Jalen Prescott with Jalen Smith trying to run around or Ezekiel Prescott or right, there you go. <laughs> Ezekiel Prescott. I didn't know if this would ever return, but man, it did last night, Choppy. It did, and and if I was Dak, I was like, I don't care if they want me to run or not. If I have to run to get a first down to be a better quarterback, I'm going to do that. Uh, but maybe it's just they don't want him to run during the regular season and they'll let him run in the postseason. He's he's definitely ratcheted up the mobility in the last six weeks, though, I feel like. He's running more lately, and I think that's because he, he, he spoke about that, I think, recently, where he was kind of talking about you know, I I've, it reached a point where it's like I've got to, I've just got to yeah. play my game. I, I can't overthink it. But he's that that fake last night on the touchdown. I, I like the oh. whole stadium thought Zeke mm-hmm. had the ball. So here's here's his rush attempts the last you know few day a few games. Houston six carries for twenty three. Jacksonville five for twenty. Philly six for forty one. Three for eleven against Tennessee. Six for sixteen against Washington. And then of course last night. How about the touchdown pass to Gallup? It goes through the defender's hands. They rule that they can't overturn Gallup's feet in the back of the end zone. He, touched the, he was not the first one to touch it. He reestablished position in the field, and since it went into and out of the hands of the DB. That's the closest Dak came to an interception. Yes. Was that one. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. And that was good. I mean, look, that was a – that was a, a perfectly placed throw. I mean, obviously, perfect would have been maybe another four inches to the left, so he wouldn't have gotten his hands on it. Uh, but, I mean, that was almost a really nice play by the but DB. if it's four inches to the left, it's incomplete. That's right. Because nobody would have touched it, yeah. and da- and Gallup would have stepped out of bounds. Uh-huh. That's, right. that, that's how just how much everything was working in their favor last night. Let's uh, give props to the other side of the football as well. The leader 
of this football team, at least the leader of the defense, makes history intercepting Tom Brady and the game record, the MPP, the Micah Parsons problem, stalking Giselle's ex all night long. Plus, what the hell are we going to do at kicker? It's like Tolo Tuesday, just getting started with the 6 a.m. club on the fan. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. In the shotgun, Brady with a play fake, and he throws it in the end zone, and it is intercepted in the back of the end zone. Picked off by J. Ron Kirsch on a ball that went a little too high of the target. How huge was that? Tom Brady's Mm -hmm. first red zone interception as a Buccaneer. Not even a tip. Yeah. Not a deflection, not of someone's hands. It was Tom Brady's first red zone pick as a member of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and it was the defensive leader, uh, J. Ron Curse, who came up with it. J. Ron almost had another one later on in the game. The Bucs are on the five-yard line. Hankins had some pressure. Tampa Bay had a 14-play, 70-yard drive. They had eaten up six minutes and 30 seconds off the clock. And the first Tom Brady red zone pick since 2019. The longest streak in NFL history without a red zone interception. 410 attempts. J-Ron got him. And there was almost another one in the third for Kirk. Yeah, I, I thought I think that may have been in the Titans game that he had the playoff game uh, where they ran it back. It's like he doesn't throw red zone picks. He never has. He's been nails in the red zone. Um, and, and in this one, I don't know what he was doing on that play. I don't know if God was supposed to go back there. I have no idea if it, the ball just slipped out of his hands and he didn't throw it hard enough. Like that was one of the worst. That was that was a play a high school kid would make. Not Tom Brady, not an NFL quarterback. That made absolutely no sense to me. 
Not- S- star up to Micah freaking Parsons. Micah, you know, idolized Kobe Bryant, and all week long he just kept saying, look, I'm, I'm trying to become a legend now. You know, all this all-pro stuff, you know, it irritated him that the players didn't vote him on ahead of uh, Miles Garrett or Bosa. But he is one of these playoffs are going to define your legacy type guys. He absolutely believes in it. And he tormented Tom Brady and the Buccaneers last night. It started early on Donovan Smith, and they had no answer for him, Bobby. He was everywhere. Number 11 was wreaking havoc. I'm I'm excited at the idea that he might just tap into some other level of motivation or whatever else because that was that was a different player than I think we saw over the last month of the season. Yes. Other than for for you the the Doncic moments. Man, I was so proud of the Tolos last night when he got banged up at the end of the mm-hmm. first half. They said, "Hopefully it's that's just that's Micah Doncic. Hopefully that's just Micah." Now in, in seeing the video review, you could see how that hurt. Oh, yeah. That, uh-huh. <laughs> that, yeah. that one definitely hurt, but I also knew he was going to be good to go in the second half. That's that's probably the most complete game I've seen from him this season, just in terms of— Almost had a couple, like, picks off of, like— it, off, the, off the throw, like, right at the line of scrimmage where he jumped. Yes. Yeah, he had a sack, two tackles for loss, two quarterback hits, two passes defended. He was making stops in the running game— he was Donovan Smith could not block him. That that whole first half, Brady was having to to maneuver around the. I would love to see the GPS tracking on Tom Brady, and and like how much he had to move around the. That's pocket what I said to start the show. To, I, I mean, honestly, the one play where he was able to escape and do the Patrick Mahomes thing that may be more than Brady's ever run uh, in his life on that play. I, I, I still can't believe he he accomplished that feat. That's that's that a, is a feat of athleticism for that man. That's. I'm trying to think of the best way to describe it. Maybe, maybe Brady Mystique, like just the ability to, to turn that on is, is what you saw there, I think, Sean. Uh, but in general, Micah Parsons was incredibly dominant. It shows up as one sack, which, by the way, he did get the full sack. It was not just the, the split with Dorrance Armstrong, which is the right call because Brady was going down whether right. Dorrance Armstrong put his hand on him or not. So here's Micah after this game. Uh, did this game meet your Dallas Cowboys standards. Oh, uh, yeah, we moved the steps closer. I mean, when you talk about standard, I think that's the type of standard that we have approached, that we have to have that approach almost every time. And uh, we got to continue that. We, you know, we can't off the gas. Everyone was locked in, disappointed about that Washington loss. We need that same focus, that same attention to detail, that same execution going into this week, too. Um, not get too high, you know, just because you, you win that one game doesn't take you off that hook. We got to stay under the mud and stay hungry. All right. So my other star ups on defense. Well, Bobby, I saw you tweet about Donovan Wilson. Uh, Israel McQuamu. All the fear over the second corner. Uh, we saw why with Xavier Rhodes. Brian brought us in the postgame saying, yeah, running an issue. As you mentioned last week, Bobby, as Mike Evans. I can't really blame Mike Evans. That ball was like on, on, on the edge of his fingers after Noah Brown butchered Fire the, the onside kick. Oh, did he ever. I wrote down Hankins. Uh, I wrote down Golston, yeah. Osa. And and I was not expecting to write down those guys, Bobby, after the uh, injury designation came out with the D tackles that were inactive for this game. So you were reading into 
the Cowboys, they made some major adjustments oh, before this game. Oh, yeah. No net, no Nashawn, right? Just take us through the different adjustments. You were even saying what they were going to do with Dak throwing the football with the tackles. They made major changes. Yeah, so there was, there was starting to be some... Just on the personnel front, there was starting to be some buzz. We all, I think, assumed, okay, this is going back to the normal offensive line uh, now that Tyler Biotish is back. But then we started hearing some buzz that, no, this is Jason Peters is starting at left tackle tonight. And that that means Tyler Smith's bumping inside to guard. McGovern's going to the bench. And that the they're going to use him more for their Hulk package where he's in there as, as an extra blocker. Hulk which, package. Which, by the way, he had a— McCarthy loves using those terms. And Hulk was there. Yes, he was. Not wearing a white mask. Not wearing a white pillowcase well, last fl- night. It's Florida. They never. They, they don't. They didn't do masks in Florida. Oh. But I see what you're doing there. I see what you're doing. Tom doing. Cruise was there too. Yeah, uh, I don't understand that. Why was Tom Cruise? Does Tom Cruise? I've I've never heard of. I've never. Don't think I've ever seen Tom I, Cruise at a sporting event. I, I don't think I've seen. I saw him at Wimbledon. You did. I saw him at Wimbledon. Here's here's what I was told yesterday when I brought it up. Somebody somebody who was there from the Tampa area said. Tampa has a low-key, very large Scientology community. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dead serious. That's why we send Bobby on these trips. Dead that, serious. He That's gets, why. He gets behind all the stories. I did walk right by him, though. That was You that did? Was cool. Yeah. Okay. Hi, hey, five, we, five, we, I was wondering. There was this SUV that was backing up as we were walking the locker, and they were just blowing us off walking behind him. I was like, who is this that thinks they can just do this? And I realized it was them getting the car ready for Tom because as we're walking, he, me and uh, wow. Jose Gant from WFAA are walking yeah. by, and he walks right by us. I just have my phone out like this, like looking at it, and security sees me holding my phone, That the security group that's around Tom Cruise, and they they already start to kind of like, fl- like fan out towards me, and one of them's already kind of got their hand out, and I'm like, I'm not putting my phone up. Like, yeah, get I would have tried to take a picture, but... Just seeing how they were acting to me, holding, walk my phone. But he was being like everybody that was talking to him. He was like being nice and waving and going like, "Hey, how you doing?" Like he was being, he wasn't being a jerk. Hi. He was. Uh, like, yeah, did he s- s- jump out as being abnormally yeah, short? Yeah, yeah, he's short. He's short. Like I mean, it, it definitely makes sense why he's got a security team around him. You cannot see him inside when they do that. Yeah, and so four. He, All right, he's <laughs> he's small. Six. The other D. D line moves. Yes. Anyway, back to that. Yeah. Uh, no, the uh, the the fact that. They switched up the offensive line and talking to some people before the game about hey what's what's the reason for this? It was they're gonna they're gonna put a lot of this game on Dak and what they want is they want the best possible pass blocking line out there tonight and they feel like that's it and so that was one of the adjustments they made on defense. You mentioned they they had Nashawn Wright inactive. They they go ahead and roll with Israel McQuamba. Dan Quinn said we figured that out. I feel good about our option, but I don't want to reveal that. And we were all just thinking. Okay, he doesn't want to tip who he's picked. I don't think we were thinking that, no, he's just going to flat out move McQuamu to corner and play that. But this is something you remember. We talked about this right after Anthony Brown went down. We we mentioned, we asked Sham about McQuamu. Remember that where we said like, hey, McQuamu played corner in college. He played it mm-hmm. during training camp, did it well against CeeDee Lamb. And I guess they've just been, yeah. they've been figuring the position out and, and resting on it. But he was really really good yes. uh Ron curse playing in the slot having to play some some corner unlike he has typically in the past because he was lined up typically when you get curse out there he's lined up against a tight end if he's in the slot or something like that he was on russell gage like all the way to the outside at times so that that's kind of their solution and then yeah like you mentioned neville gallimore 
inactive. I don't know if that has to do with the fact that he was wearing a Hot Boys chain on the plane. I mean, that could have been it. Um, <laughs> that that very yeah, that I should mean, be enough to get you deactivated. Yeah. yeah, but in general, it's it's funny you mentioned that though. That the guys that stood out to you, Hankins, Golston, Odigizua, who are they? They're interior defensive linemen, and we talked all week about that's where you're going to have to get Tampa Bay is on the interior. Mike McCarthy, on what stood out to him about his defense that shut down and maybe sent Tom Brady into retirement. Well, I just think the biggest thing, you know, it starts up front, you know, getting off blocks, you know, rallying to the football, you know, just, you know, um, you know, we, we just talked, we just really emphasized the finish and, and squeezing their perimeters. I mean, you look, you look at the, the passing game, we anticipated them to throw the ball a lot. Um, you know, a lot, a lot of the underneath completions, I thought our underneath coverage uh, components were, were intact, aggressive, you know. Um, you know, we, we got our hands on a number of balls today. Uh, you know, we, I know we didn't get the takeaways uh, that we normally get, but, uh, you know, most important, we were in position for takeaways, and we were all over the football. I had the pressure. You had excellent pressure, particularly the key key parts in the game, you know, the third and fourth downs. So I, I thought the defense played extremely, extremely well through, throughout, you know, all three levels. I got to start down. Hey, we're not supposed to be, be having any of those today except for one. There are three. There, okay, well, there, there's one, and it's Maher. We'll there's get, another one. We'll get to Maher, yeah. And it's not, I'm not even going to go with the player, because you can't blame the player for just being being bad, because you're just bad at some point. Some point in your career. This is for anybody who thinks that they need to restructure this fool and bring him back next year. I love it, Choppy. I love it. All right. It's the only thing good. You know what? I'm not even going to say good, because this dude's making my kid want one of these helmets. <laughs> All right. Even Zeke's going to cost you money. Zeke's going to cost me a thousand. Those are a thousand dollar helmets. That's a thousand dollar helmet that he's rocking. Hey, Zeke gets a star down. And I mean, like that, he was, he was bad. You, you can't roll him out. You want to put him out there against San Francisco? You kidding me? Ah, man. It's any, any time I, I texted you guys this last night. Anytime you put the ball in his hands, it feels like you're giving up on the down. Not, 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 not on the, the series, but it just feels like. Uh, okay, this is this is yeah. sort of a give up. As somebody last night had said, uh, the, the the best somebody in the press box told me the best thing Zeke did tonight was sell the fake on Dak's touchdown run. <laughs> that was the most effective he was all night. He's just he's not he. I mean, here's, even, here's the he's not an effective football player anymore. Well, I I I still need him, and I still take him for my for my one and two yard gains for my for my goal line carries. All right, so San Francisco, we're going to hear a lot about Zeke and the physicality of San Francisco, but just thank God that the Dallas Cowboys and Kellen Moore, I don't know whether they were saving it, I don't know whether this was the plan the whole time, but they said we're riding with Tony Pollard. We talked about him yesterday as the offensive X factor, and it was cl- even, you, you, you want a summary of the running back situation, mm-hmm. Choppy? Even Troy Aikman admitted he was one of the last Zeke defenders left, and Aikman multiple times on TV saying, just give it to Pollard more often than Zeke. If you watch any of the games, it's clear as day, it's obvious, and Tony Pollard, it's just exciting. I mean, this has been the case for two years. Again, just use your eyes. He's got the juice. He's got the burst, and Tony Pollard's involvement, star up, and props to Kellen Moore for that. Woo! Math. Uh, Kellen unloaded everything. I got I got Kellen in my in my Cowboy receipts a little bit later on. I got a I got I got a Cowboys receipts segment. They they did a lot that that was very different with their personnel and stuff. Not just Kellen, but the special teams, the defense. 
early on in that game, I don't know how obvious it was on TV, they were doing a ton of late switching. So they'd have like McGovern off to the sideline, and then with 15 seconds left on the play clock, they do a switch or they jump the receivers all to one side, and then the referees are declaring uh, 66 is eligible. Special teams on the first punt return, they had the two gunners outside. They then, right before the snap, had one of them run to the other side and had somebody from the line of scrimmage run out to be a gunner. And then two seconds later, had the other gunner do the same thing. And then Washington scrambling around. They definitely had stuff in their bag that they were pulling out last night that they haven't done all year. Let's officially take Mike McCarthy off the hot seat, give him his props, talk about his in-game decisions, including whether to keep putting Brett Maher out there and what are they going to do at kicker for round two. That's next. It's a Tolo Tuesday, 6 a.m. club with Sean, RJ, and Bobby right here on The Fan. Yeah, going left, throwing back right. In the end zone. Oh my. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. God, got to be kidding me. I've never seen anything like it. Why are we kicking on? it? Why are we kicking it? What is going on? You can't believe it. Talk about a buzz kill. No one's ever missed three field, three extra points in a row. That's got to be a record. a guy at halftime of a playoff game? got to be a record. That was uh, Vanderjack 2.0 for Pepe. Peyton. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Peyton <laughs> Manning hates kickers. Absolutely disgusted. He has the feeling of, I do all this damn work. I do all the hard stuff. I get killed. I got all the pressure. And you go out there and screw this up. And Dak Prescott showed that last night when he slammed the helmet on the ground. And then after the game, the reporters were asking Dak, was he screaming go for two at one point? Yeah, he very clearly slammed his helmet down and said go for effing two. Well, that was on the second one, which they should have done anyway. Okay, Dak, the, the, big analytics guy. So the philosophy of chasing points, just, just get the one and then go for two later on or make up early analytically. Well, uh, analytically, you should go for two every time because you, you convert the two-point conversion like 60% of the time, whatever more. Yeah. So if you go for two every time, you'll actually come out away with more points over the course of a year than you will simply by going for one because you are going to miss X amount of kicks, extra points anyway throughout the court. When it was at the two-yard line, it was different because those were automatic. Yeah. Now that it's back, if you go for two every time, on average, around the NFL, you're going to make more points. It's so funny. Uh, DallasCowboys.com interviewed Tom Robinson well. a couple years back, and Tom is the Cowboys football analytics guy. And they asked him uh, a question. They were like, uh, uh, let, let me get an honest answer for you from you. They said, should you ever kick an extra point? And he just got this big smile on his face, and he said, I'm not going to answer that. Wow. And they asked him, should you uh, 
should you ever punt on fourth and one? He's like, I'm not going to answer that either. Yeah, the, the, <laughs> the numbers show there is not a position on the field that you should punt on fourth and one. I'm guessing he would say, no, you shouldn't punt, and no, you shouldn't kick the extra yeah. point, and he just didn't want to say that. Here's Dak on his Maher reaction after one of the misses. I'm, I'm Money Maher's biggest fan. Uh, obviously, I've been shown the video of me, uh, and that's just emotion. That's just that's part of it. Um, but, but uh, yeah, I mean, I talked to him individually, told him, just told him after the game, hey, let that go. We're going to need it. Um, I, I just played like a week ago, so, I mean, that, that, that happens. Uh, but when you believe in each other and you believe in uh, what we're capable of doing and knowing what that guy's done, uh, what resiliency he's shown throughout his career personally, um, no doubt that he'll come back next week and be, be perfect and uh, help us win. Missed four last night, missed three all year. People tweeting. I mean, he was, he was the number one topic on social media. Uh, give give uh, Micah your leg after Parsons got hurt. I think Morton Anderson was looking for work last night on social media. Uh, you had Christy Scales saying they were running out of kicking balls on the sideline because he was missing so badly. This guy with who had a phenomenal year, maybe the biggest surprise of the Cowboys season, 91% on field goals, uh, 9 of 11 on 50-plus, 50 of 53 on extra points. Jeff Heath was trending last night to bring in. <laughs> Dez was talking about coming out there and kicking. Here's Mike McCarthy. What was the issue and what's the solution? No, I, yeah, I, I mean, we need we need Brett. He, he understands that. So, uh, you know, we need to get back on it this week and, you know, get him ready to go. Obviously, we're kicking out, you know, an outdoor stadium out there in, in Santa Clara. So, uh, but... You know, we, you know, um, yeah, he's disappointed, but uh, you know, we need him. We need him to focus in, and you know, he's he's been super clutch for us all year. So, um, but that's the plan. All right, Chop, you have no hesitation in this. No, I mean, he's been fantastic all year. Like, you you have bad days. People have bad days. It's okay to have a bad. You don't. You shouldn't lose your job because you have a bad day. When you when you boot three ground balls to the third base, but they don't bench you. They don't cut you. Uh, it ha- these days will happen. Dak just had an awful game last week. Wide receivers will drop passes and have, you know, and, th- and they'll come right back the following week and they'll be okay. Yeah, this this is a it's, it's never even would cross oh, my mind. All right, let me use a chop point against you as a counter argument. You've said that one kicker to the another to the next does not matter. It's overrated. Exactly. It just got proven. Even more of a reason not to no, do anything. No, I can go ahead and bring in another guy. And not have to worry about the yips. I can bring in another guy. They're interchangeable. I can just bring in the next one. Sure, you can. You so, can. So, but you have to. This guy, he doesn't have the yips. We don't know that he has the yips. He, he, had, he had a bad day. Everybody has a bad day at what they do somewhere along the line. It, it's not a big deal. Like this is this is a non-starter. Wow. It would not even. It did. You you are the the the, the fans, the people that want to do that, man. I am damn glad I'm not a friend of yours. Like that, they, they would be just the most isn't annoying Chuck, people isn't, in the world. Isn't Chuck Knobloch and Rick Ankeel proof against what you're saying? No, because they had it done to them. They could not get. They had it done to them for years. It was sustained. With it was them. sustained. This yeah. is not a one-time thing. Yeah, but what I'm saying is they can't afford for this to be sustained. I they I, can't gamble on it being sustained. I'm but, bringing but they, up the but, counter. But it's not predictive. Him missing four kicks is not predictive of next week. 
is 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 was Rick Anki or Knobloch predictive to week two, if or game two when it happened to them? If that happens to them again, they could be eliminated because of it. Uh, I understand that, but it's not. What I'm saying is like you know a kicker that kicks that makes ninety percent of his his extra point or whatever. You have the thing is you have no idea when the kickers are going to miss. None. You can't you can't plan for that. So kicking is not a predictive. Uh, position anyway could be Nick Anderson I I see it both ways in the sense that I agree that I would like I don't think his job should be on the line at all because uh, you know we were talking about the fact that he very easily could have been a pro bowler this year he's provided stability at a spot that you just had not seen in, in several years here in Dallas the but also at the same time man that's such a mental position yeah kicking that it's, well, I'm not going to go replace him. I'm concerned what it's going to look like next week. Pat McAfee had tweeted last night. He said, man, the ball is just not going where it's supposed to be going for old Maher. This is a nightmare, obviously. Can't even fathom the flight home. You might win a playoff game on the road here. Should be a fantastic time. But also the worst night of your professional career. He missed, going back to Washington, he missed five straight extra points. Because he missed the, the yeah. only one in Washington. Yeah. And then he missed the first four last night. And what was he like in the locker room? He was he was depressed because that's the thing is that it's not just if you end out winning, if they ended out winning the game where Noah Brown props to him for talking, by the way, instead of, you know, uh, being Noah Brown fumbling onside kicks and postgame interviews where Noah ran and hid props to Maher because I see him on TV talking. Brett, Brett has consistently over the years when he's had a bad game has stood right up there and not just like willing to do it like stands at his locker waiting for people to like show up because he knows he needs to answer for it and i i really respect that about him it's very admirable and that's why i i also feel like i think he's gonna get this righted but it's it's very much like a major league baseball bullpen when it starts kind of going sideways it's like it's it's tough to yeah Yeah, there's one thing if if they find if they find out We'll find out that there is a he's got some kind of issue where he's he can't kick on grass and all their remaining playoff games are on grass because it Washington was a grass field. Right. Now, that is something where you've got to make a change that. Right. Why was he? Did you guys notice? And I don't think he got asked about this. He was when the very first extra point he lined up for I was like, why is he on the left hash? Like he normally mm. kicks dead center, I feel like. And he was on the left hash hooking everything. right, And he kicked from the left hash all night. And I wondered what that was in fact that he was pushing all right it made me wonder if was he pushing things right in pregame so that he was like i've gotta adjust and kick left this is what i'm doing he's my kicker against san francisco san francisco but i'm i'm using a roster spot on an i have to bring in another kicker to have there on the sideline i i i I have to have a backup in case there's a meltdown in the first half and we're taking this into the second half with a tire three-point game I'm, you're still my guy, but you got to understand we have to have insurance. And I don't care who it is. It's just got to be a kicker. And can we compromise there? Is that fine? Bringing in one to have if, if on you, the sideline. Now, look, if you believe in the mental side of things, that will do. That will, that will be way worse. Well, that, if you believe in the mental side of things. Because yeah. you, you might as well just cut them. No. You might as well just cut them now. If you're going to have somebody looking over his shoulder like that, you might I, as well just cut I them. cannot go in with one option i don't i would be i'd be terrified i got i got his mental state versus being held hostage if this is a two-week meltdown what do you do as broad as said in the post this is a bind this is a bind 
And Jerry Jones was asked about it afterwards. Will you look at some kickers no. this week? No. Okay. We won't. We just, uh, uh, he's, uh, he's done enough good ones. Okay. So that's Jerry he's saying. He's done enough good ones. He's done enough good ones. Uh, he's judging Maher like McCarthy. I've seen the regular season. I'm going to look this up now. I'll have an answer for us by the time the next segment's around. What, what he does on grass versus turf for his career. All right. What do y'all, what do you think of RJ's rejecting it? Signing another kicker to have for Sunday. I would not. But I'm going to, I'm because, also. Because I'm, of his confidence? I just, again, yeah, I don't want to mess with the mentals there at all. And he's been good. I think that you give him the vote of confidence like everybody gave him last night. I'm, but I'm also not I'm giving feeling him the great. Vote, I'm giving him the vote of confidence. You're still our guy, but you got to, and, 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 and unless it's got to be a meltdown, but I got to have a little insurance. You got to have a little bit of insurance. Sure. And I'm not pulling you after your first miss. You can miss two. You can miss multiple. I'm not pulling you, but if something crazy, you, you got to understand that. And hopefully he would. I, I'm not, I'm not giving you the quick hook after your first miss. My gosh. What do y'all think on the truckwreck.com text line? This is a poll question. 877-881-1053. Uh, people are saying he always kicks from the left hash. Uh, I hadn't noticed that before. I haven't, I haven't either, but I don't, I don't really pay attention to where he gets it, where he, where he lines up from. Because it's money. You didn't worry about it before. <laughs> That's right. Uh, I agree with both of you guys, but bringing in an extra kicker will mind F him. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you bring in another kicker, you could say he's your guy, but it tells him he is not. Right. Don't bring in an extra kicker and waste a roster spot. Just go for two on fourth down anyway, or on uh, after a touchdown. Uh, you how guys- about how about that last night from McCarthy slapping yeah. Kellen on the ass? And Joe Buck said this is a clear analytics green light, fourth and goal from the two. Um, you know what? I'm sorry. That was the first fourth down. We got to give Mike McCarthy props for. This was fourth and four. This was fourth and four when they were in two-down mode. Third and nine on the 24 with 11 minutes left. They threw the little short pass to Pollard to set up mm-hmm. fourth and four. CeeDee Lamb wide open. And then Maher made the kick with the sarcastic cheers from the Cowboy fans in the Tampa crowd. Yep. Uh, Tampa can, fans, too, were doing <laughs> They were all oh, just yeah. trolling him. Uh, can the punter kick? Uh, you want to grab all those mentally tough street-free agents and throw them in a playoff game? Uh, mm, good point. Uh, let's see. What? Stick with Maher. Blanket ships available. Uh, did, oh, stop that. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, so he had a bad game. Move on. 877-881-1053. More Cowboy. We're going to go headlines and then headlines. The Tolls want us to bring back headlines. Then your, your internet or newspaper, if you know what that is, headlines to recap. The Cowboys win. Tom and his little perfect record. Uh, summarize your Cowboy headlines for 720. But we'll take you through every facet, including J. Ron Curse and the injury to Jason Peters as well in your Cowboy headlines and then Cowboy Buccaneers headlines all. Back-to-back headlines is what I'm saying next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. 
It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.